0: Act Four of *The Lying Lover* or *The Lady's Friendship* by Richard Steele. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act the Fourth, Scene One, Covent Garden. Enter Young Buckwit and platine.
1: This roebuck is almost done my business. Rigby is an honest fellow, and would not poison us. The wine had good humour, mirth, and joy in it. My blood beats high and frolic. What says my dear lackey, ha?
2: Huh? Why, sir, I say, sir, that I am in so noble, so exalted a condition, that I almost forget that I am your honour's footman.
1: Do but your business well to-night
2: says the tongue stutters legs falter and eyes fail with drink tis false my dear master my tongue runs faster than ever my legs so brisk and nimble that i can't stand still and my eyes are better than they ever were for i see everything double but the letter the letter i warrant i give it her
1: here here jack take it
2: let's come nearer the lamp this is the foul copy of it that is wrapped in let me judge now i'll be sedate let me read it again
1: but you look cursedly fluttered they'll say you're drunk let's see I must comb your wig a little.
2: I shall be kicked
1: for this letter
2: here, about the middle. You should not talk of joys so soon. You should write miserable a fortnight or or three weeks longer. I shall be kicked.
1: What then? what then a man of your philosophy must needs remember the body is but the mere organ of the mind kicks come under the topic of things without what shall i do for powder for this smart bomb
0: combs out his own wig into latins
1: tis no matter sir
2: Mm, powder comes under the notion of things without
1: oh but ladies are no philosophers but as to being drubbed these stockings too you must fix your imagination upon some other object and you may by force of thought suspend your feeling the body is but the instrument of the mind and you may command an instrument
2: (laughs) no sir i'll have you to know i'll save my carcass by mere dint of eloquence you have no other orders
1: yeah. Yeah. no but may persuasion grace and elocution hang on their lips but if you can come into victoria she and the wine you've drank will inspire you <laughs> farewell exit this
2: is the enchanted castle which the lady fair inhabits <laughs> enter simon mr simon Sir, I am your most humble servant, my dear friend.
3: Your servant, good sir, my lady is with Madame Victoria at Cards. She'll lie here tonight, but all's ruined. They are both huge angry with your master. But Lettice, having taken a fancy to you, Mr. John, spoke up rarely. That she did indeed.
2: Can't one come to the speech of her
3: i was ordered to have a strict eye to the door and to let nobody in whatsoever i don't care for going up because she'll see i have made a cap of one of the finest napkins for which she'll make a plaguey noise
2: nay nay you are exactly of my mind i love to avoid anger
3: You are a little disguised in drink, though, Mr. John. But I ain't seen you, not I. Go straight up. Mrs. Lettis is in the antechamber.
2: I thank you, dear friend. My master bids me upon these occasions. Gives him money.
3: I beg your pardon, good Mr. John.
4: Look,
2: you, I am a servant as well as you. What do you mean, Mr. Simon? Come, come. Time's precious. When your lady is married, all these veils will end.
3: Nay, I said behind your back, Mr. John, that you were very well spoken. Well, put up, Briskly. I'll stand your friend as much as one servant can to another, against all masters and mistresses whatever.
2: Thanks good mr simon exhumed scene two
0: penelope's lodgings latisse discovered reading by a small candle two large ones by her unlighted (sighs)
5: 'tis tis a most sad thing one dare not light a large candle except companies coming in and i scarce can see to read this piteous story well In all these distresses and misfortunes the faithful Argolus was renowned all over the plains of Arca Arca Arcadia for his loyal and true affection to his charming paramour Parthenia blessings on his heart for it there are no such suitors nowadays weeping but i hope they'll come together again at the end of the book and marry and have several children <gasps> oh bless me a man here turns over the leaves ah, the gentleman's pretty man Enter Latine. i wonder by what means with that impudence you could offer to come upstairs at this time of the night And my lady in the next room. I protest I'll cry out.
2: Dear Mrs. Lettice, my love to you. Hist,
5: hist! I am, methinks, however, loath to discover you, because servants must do as they're bid, for I know it was not to see me, but some message from your master you came about.
2: I offered to bring a letter from him in hopes to see you my dearest i'll not give it at all i don't care my dearest kisses her hand
5: foe foe now you are rude because you know one dare not discover you you do what you will Mm, how he kisses one's hand i warrant he has kissed his betters pray did you never live in a lady's service
2: no nor do i value any of the sex but your dear self mrs lettice i would be discovered i'm in rapture in a flame penelope within
0: who's that?
5: hist hist could not you have forced a kiss quietly madam madam hold me fast show the letter my lady's coming i tell you sir she will receive no message at all get you downstairs you impudent hold me faster
0: yet she loves your master enter penelope and victoria what can this mean what fellows that has seized the wench madam
5: madam here's mr bookwith's footman drunk and has directly stole upstairs with some ill design i fear on me but has a letter from his master to your ladyship call up the servants
0: simon william kate alf i'll have the rascal well blasted for his insolence served just as his master deserves kneeling.
2: let not those lips more sweet than labour of high bees utter a sentence as if a libyan lioness on a mountain gave thee suck and thou wert the obdurate offspring of a rock
5: hyblian libyan obdurate ridiculous the fellow has got his master's
6: cant ha
0: ha ha i'll put him out of it i'll warrant you what will no one come up there Enter servants with brooms, etc.
2: Oh, for the force of eloquence to allay and reconcile the passion of this angry mansion. I had liked to have said plain house, which had been against the laws of buskin, in which I would at present talk.
0: Did you ever hear anything like this?
5: <laughs> Madam, shall I beat him? Ah,
2: culinary fare. Compose thy rage. Thou whose more skilful hand Is still employed in offices For the support of nature, Descend not from thyself, Thou bright cook-maid, There, sunk again, With heightened gusts And quickening tastes, By you what would be labor Else is made delight. Thou great robust, Let not thy hand all red assault a life it should rather preserve.
5: Good madam, excuse me. I can't touch him. I have bowels for him.
3: (laughs) I wish I had his learning. I'll warrant he buys in everything wherever he lives.
2: This, madam, this faithful paper tells you the passions of the tenderest heart that ever bled for cruel maid oh victoria did you but hear his sighs his restless hours how often he repeats victoria
5: oh victoria then i find this is none on it meant to my lady nor to me neither the master and man are both rogues receive your seasonable epistle now at midnight he can't mean me to you he all along addressed would i could read it without her to show you i value neither author nor bearer of it kick the fellow
2: down nay madam Since matters must come to extremities, I'd rather have the honour of your ladyship's command to be cudgelled by your good family than have it from my master. A disappointed lover, in his rage, will strike stone walls and things inanimate. Much more a poor live footman. Therefore, I must deliver my message. I'll read it to you ladies." For I see you are friends. Away with him. If the sincerity of my intentions were not... mm, Get out, false wretch! Demonstrable in spite of... mm, Take that! (coughs) These accidents in which I have been involved... I should not dare to tell you how... Alternately joys, raptures, ecstasies... Miseries, doubts, and anxieties... TO ATTACK A BREAST DEVOTED TO YOU. WHITHER SHALL INJURED VIRTUE FLY FOR SHELTER, WHEN LOVE AND HONOR SUFFER THUS IN ME? OH, I COULD RAGE, CALL ELEMENTS ABOUT ME, SPOUT CATARACTS. (sighs) MUST I BE DRUBBED WITH BROOM STAVES?
0: EXIT LATINE. COME IN, MY DEAR, AGAIN. THE NIGHT IS COLD. Exeunt. scene three covent garden enter lovemore and frederick
7: it is so pleasant a night that i will see you over the garden to your lodgings
8: that compliment won't pass upon me your reason for sauntering this way is that tis near penelope's
7: i come for her sake no should she write beseech kneel to me i think i ne'er should value her more no i'll be no longer her tool her jest she shall not dally with a passion she deserves not
8: twere very well were this resolution in your power but believe me friend one smile one glance that were but doubtful whether favourable would conquer all your indignation
7: faith i'm afraid what you say is true
8: Then strive not to be rationally mad, which you attempt if you think you can at once be at your own command and at another's. Would you be master of yourself and have a mistress? But I can rebel against that mistress. Do if you can. Nay, I'm sure tis in your power, because tomorrow morning you are to fight a rival for her. Because though you know she lies backwards, you can't so much as see her chamber window. You must needs walk hither. Well i protest them of your mind there is methinks now a particular amiable gloom about that house though perhaps to ordinary beholders it is exactly like the others
7: you are very witty i must confess at your
8: friend's follies mr frederick i won't then any longer disturb your meditation but eat not go home like a dull rogue as i am And without love enough to any woman or hatred enough to any man to keep me awake fall fast asleep i was going to wish you rest but you were above all that if it should rain i advise you not to forget that it does but go into the piazza
7: exit tis very well i'm deservedly laughed at but the door opens Bookwit's footman.
0: Latine crosses the stage.
7: The master, I suppose, is there too. I'll watch for his coming out. <sighs> the morning approaches too slowly. He shall not sleep to-night, except it be forever. Oh, revenge! Oh, jealousy! Enter young
0: Bookwit with bottle and glass, singing
1: since the day of poor man that little little span though long it can't last for the future and past is spent with remorse and despair with such a full glass let that of life pass Is made up of trouble, a storm though a bubble. There's no bliss but forgetting your care. I wonder what's become of poor Latine. I wish he had a bumper. This
7: drinks. Ah, I have no patience to observe his insolent jollity. How immoderately joyful my misery has made him. Bookwit love more what sir are you diverting the thought of to-morrow morning's business with midnight riot or is it an assignation keeps you out of bed thus late
1: an hour or two till morning is not much in either of our lives therefore i must tell you now sir i am ready for your message the conscious light and stars are witnesses of I want no witnesses. I have a sword, as you bid me meet you.
0: They draw and fight. You've done my business. Uh,
1: Falls. Then I've done what you desired me. But this is no place for me.
0: Exit. Enter constable and watchmen.
1: Where, where was that clashing of
9: swords? Soho, soho, you, sir, what are you, dead? Speak, friend, what are you afraid of? If you are dead, the law can't take hold of you.
0: I beg your pardon, Mr. Constable. He ought, by the law, to be carried to the roundhouse for being dead at this time of night.
9: Then away with him, you three. And you, gentlemen, follow me to find out who killed him.
3: Exhumed, enter Simon. What's the matter, good gentleman? What's the matter? Oh, me, Mr. Lovemore killed. Oh, me, my mind gives me that it must be about our young lady.
0: Does it so, sir? Then you must stay with us. Some hold Simon, whilst others carry Lovemore off.
3: Stay with you. Oh Gemini, indeed I can't They can't be without me at our house But they must friend Hark ye, friend I hope you'll be hanged I hanged Pray sir take care of your words Madame Penelope, our young lady's servant hanged Take care what you say Enter
2: Lateen Whither can this bookwit be gone?
3: Oh Mr John mr lovemore is killed just now since you went out of our house and you and your master must have a hand in it
2: how lovemore killed they
0: seize enter others with young buckwit
1: hands off you dirty midnight rascals let me go or- (laughs)
9: sir what were you running so fast for there's a man killed in the garden and you're a fine gentleman and it must be you for good honest people only beat one another
2: nay nay we are all in a fair way to be fine gentlemen mr simon and all
9: hands off rascals you said just now do you
1: know what a constable is the greatest man in the parish when all the rest are asleep come
9: come i find they are desperate fellows we'll do the justice and commit em immediately i'll teach rascals to speak high treason against a petty constable
0: exeunt enter frederick and old book-witch.
4: you well me be surprised at my waiting here for your coming home but you'll pardon me since it is to ease me of an anxiety that keeps me waking
8: I should be very glad if I am capable of doing that.
4: You knew my Tom at Oxford, and I believe were not so hard a student, but you made some acquaintance in the town. Therefore, pray tell me, do you know Mr. Newton there, his family, descent, and fortune?
8: What, Newtown?
4: I'll tell you, sir, what you young fellows take most notice of old ones for. A token that you needs must know him by. He's the father of the fair Matilda, your celebrated beauty of that town.
8: I assure you, sir, I never heard of the father or daughter to this instant. Therefore, I'm confident there's no such beauty.
4: Oh, sir, I know your drift. You're tender of informing me for my son's sake. He told me all himself. I know all the progress of his love with a young lady how he was taken in the night in her bedchamber by his pistol going off, the family disturbance that was raised upon it, which he composed by marrying. I know it all. Is Tom Bookwit then married at Oxford? He is indeed, sir. Therefore, our affairs are now so linked that will be an ill office both to the Newtons and to us to conceal anything from me that relates to them.
8: A man can't be said to conceal what he does not know. But it seems it was Mr. Bookwit gave you this account himself.
4: Yes, sir. I told you, sir, I had it from himself.
8: Then I'm sure there was nothing left out. He never tells a story by halves.
4: Why, then, you think my son's a liar.
8: Oh, fie, sir! "'but he enlivens a mere narration with variety of accidents. "'To be plain, his discourse gains him more applause than credit. "'You could not, I believe, have married your son "'to a less expensive lady in England than this Mrs. Matilda. "'I'll be sworn you'll avoid all the charges of gay dress, "'high play, and stately childbirth. "'Do you understand me, sir?'
4: I never could see anything in my son that's disingenuous, to put his aged father to this shame.
8: Never fret or grieve for it. He told Lovemore this morning such a relation of his feasting ladies, and I know not what that he has brought a tilt upon his hands to morrow morning. Therefore keep him at home. I'll to his adversary, so we'll convince him of a fault which he has so ill, though not intended, consequences
4: you'll highly oblige me sir i'll trouble you no longer exeunt
0: scene four newgate young buckwit latin simon storm with the crowd of jailbirds.
6: i apprehend sir by mr turnkey the gentleman there with a broken nose that you're brought in for murder i honour you sir i don't question but twas done like a gentleman
1: i hope it will appear so
6: i come i fear sir to your acquaintance with some prejudice because you see me thus in irons but affliction is the portion of the virtuous and the gallant
1: it does not depress sir but manifest the brave
6: right sir i find you noble you may perhaps have heard of me my name is storm this person my friend who is called faggot and myself being exposed by an ungrateful world to feel its cruelty and contempt of ragged virtue made war upon it and in open day infested their high road
1: your humble servant gentlemen how do you conceive you your spirits could not stoop to barter on the change to sneer in courts to lie to flatter or to creep for bread you therefore chose rather to pray like lions than betray like crocodiles or fawn like dogs you took upon you to interrupt the commerce of a cheating world, to unload the usurer of his anxious pelf, and save the thoughtless landed boy he travelled to undo, with a thousand such good actions, by which means you two are infamous, for what two millions of you had been glorious.
6: Right, sir, I see your knowing, sir, and learned in man. This gentleman, Mr. Charcoal, the chemist, was our secret correspondent, and as we never robbed a poor man, so he never cheated a fool, but still imposed on your most sprightly wits and genius, fellows of fire and metal, whose quick fancies and eager wishes formed reasons for their undoing. He is a follower of the great Raimundus Lullius. the public think to frighten him into their own purposes, but he'll leave the ungrateful world without the secret.'
10: You know, sir, he that first asserted the antipodes died for that knowledge. And I, sir, having found out the melioration of metals, the ignorant will needs call it coining. And am I to be hanged for it, would you think it? When, pray, sir, are you to be immortal? On Friday next i'm very unhappy our acquaintance is to be short i'm very sorry your business is not over sir that if it must be we might go together i'm highly obliged to you sir yet let me tell you sir because by secret sympathy i'm yours i must acquaint you if you can obtain the favour of an opportunity and a crucible I can show projection. Directly soul, sir, soul, sir, more bright than that high luminary the Latins called so. Wealth shall be yours. We'll turn each bar about us into golden ingots. Sir, can you lend me half a crown? Oh, sir, a trifle between such old acquaintance. You'll be indicted,
6: sir, to morrow i would advise you when your indictment's read to one thing that is don't cavil at false latin but if by chance there should be a word of good accept to that and puzzle the whole court
1: sir i'm obliged i
6: defy the world to say i ever did an ill thing i love my friend but there is always some little trifle given to prisoners they call garnish We of the road are above it, but at the other side of the house, silly rascals that came voluntarily hither, such as are in for fools, signed their own mittimus, in being bound for others, may perhaps want it. I'll be your faithful almoner.
1: Oh, by all means, sir.
6: Gives him money. Pray, sir, is that your footman?
1: He is my friend, sir.
6: Look you, sir, the only time to make use of a friend is in extremity. Do you think you could not hang him and save yourself? sir my service to you your own health
3: captain your elf
0: gives it to the next prisoner captain your elf but perhaps the captain likes brandy better so ho brandy there drinks but
6: you don't perhaps like these strong liquors cider ho drinks to him in it gentlemen all but captain i see you don't love cider neither you and i will be for claret then Aye, Mary, I knew this would please. Drinks. You. Drinks again. Faith, we'll make an end on it. I'm glad you like it. Oh, I'm sorry, Captain Storm, to see you impose on a gentleman and put him to charge in his misfortune. If a petty larceny fellow had done this, but one of the road. I beg your pardon, sir. I don't question,
0: but the Captain understands there is a fee for you going to the Keeper's side. Bookwit and Latine give him money, exeunt with turnkey, Simon following. Nay, nay, you must stay here.
3: Why, I am Simon, Madam Penelope's man.
6: Then Madam Penelope's man must strip for garnish. Indeed, Master Simon, you must.
3: Thieves, thieves, thieves.
6: Thieves, thieves? Why, you senseless dog, do you think there's thieves in Newgate? Away with him to the tap-house. Pushes him off, we'll drink his coat off, come, my little chemist, thou shalt transmute this jacket into liquor, liquor that will make us forget the evil day, and while the day is ours, let us be merry for little villains must submit to fate that great ones may enjoy the world in state End
0: of Act four.